0: You're listening to The Interview, in-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. This episode of the Retail Exchange is brought to you in association with Peak Technologies. Peak Technologies are helping world-leading retailers across Europe and the US to achieve sustainable, responsible, and rapid growth. Retail operations optimize, productivity boosted, supply chain life cycle extended, waste reduced. Unlock access to real-time visibility of critical assets and processes with the latest in digital retail technology solutions. Visit peaktech.co.uk today to learn more and book your free 15-minute consultation. Peak Technologies – Achieve sustainability without reducing quality or value. Hello I'm Carl McKeever. And welcome to the latest in the interview series from the Retail Exchange podcast, as we bring you insight and opinion from premier retail industry professionals and thought leaders. Today, I'm joined by JC Schoular, Senior Director of Brand Strategy and Communications for Hollister & Co. and Jilly Hicks. Recorded live in the heart of New York City during NRF 2023, together we discuss the importance of brand community and the growing role of influencers on customer engagement here's the episode welcome
1: hi thanks for having me this is fun
0: um my understanding is you're the senior director of brand strategy and communications
1: that is correct yeah okay
0: so you have to unpack that a little bit for me what does that mean what do you do
1: yeah um quite a bit actually i've got a really amazing team but as the senior director of brand marketing strategy and communications I oversee three of the brands under the Abercrombie & Fitch family of brands. Hollister, the largest, and then two of our smaller brands, Gilly Hicks, which is an active lifestyle brand and then Social tourist, which is actually the company's newest brand founded in collaboration with Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio and rooted in you know a really amazing partnership we had with them uh, in 2020. So oversee brand marketing strategy, quarterbacking, annual, seasonal campaigns, consumer insights planning, getting everybody on the same page. Uh, my team also oversees all kind of philanthropic, cause marketing, partnerships, collaborations, events, activations. This is
0: a really huge agenda. It
1: is a huge agenda. And
0: how, how do you manage to look so relaxed?
1: <laughs> I have a great team. I, I say it everywhere I go. Um, and then the other half of my team focuses on influencers, ambassadors, affiliates, PR and our organic social footprint. So, a lot of good stuff coming out of the group. Fun. So, it's so fun.
0: you really are in the epicenter of social media. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love it. I love it. What a cool, you know, Gen Z the high school team there's probably no better place to be than where they're spending their time. So.
0: So look fun. for the next sort of 35-40 minutes. This old guy is going to ah. talk to you about social media and what you do. Just and a I'm number. Going <laughs> to try and make my sound as relevant and up to date as ah, possible. I love here. it. I love it. So look. Just for the benefit of our listeners, they will be familiar with Hollister um, and probably Gilly Hicks to some extent. But let's start off really going in, you know, and dive in at the deep end and talk to me about social tourists. This is new. This is the kind of the new kid on the block.
1: The new kid on the block, yeah. Um, founded in 2021 in May, Uh, We had just come off of a six-month really amazing partnership with Charlie D'Amelio and Dixie D'Amelio. And at the end of that, we we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, I don't want to leave you. Do you want to leave me? So this was
0: a one-off collab.
1: uh, Yeah, it started as kind of a six-month back-to-school holiday, really integrated 360 campaign. Um, And as that was winding down, we kind of both looked at each other and said, what should we do next? And, and,
0: and again just for the benefit of our listeners yeah. those people who are maybe not so familiar with the D'Amelio family yeah um, and the girls and, yes. and their TV show on Hulu et cetera, yes. et cetera. just paint that picture a little bit about who they are because I think this is so important
1: um, Charlie and Dixie two kind of rose to fame on TikTok, but really talented, incredible girls and family, and a lot in common with Hollister. You know, Charlie was a 16-year-old high schooler, and Dixie a senior in high school when we met her, getting ready to go to college, and kind of just like your neighbors next door um, who just happened to unlock the algorithm on TikTok. And, and of
0: course, we can't mention Charlie <laughs> and Dixie without also talking about their dad, Mark.
1: Mark and Heidi, a uh, really great family, but Rose to kind of TikTok fame and now have unlocked a world of opportunity, and they're very deserving, absolutely incredible. Yeah, but became the most followed girl on TikTok, Charlie, and we kind of started working with them early in 2020.
0: And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they have millions and millions, millions, hundreds, of of millions. Yeah. Yeah. hundreds
1: of millions. Yeah, hundreds of millions of followers. Very yeah, very cool. And a lot I of pressure. Kn- I need
0: to be looking at what these girls do. I think if <laughs> I want to boost my numbers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you should go back, go back to their kind of like OG content, uh, a lot of dancing tiktoking but it's yeah you see it's really i'd be doing dad
0: dancing so yeah. this is the problem i think
1: yeah it's also <laughs> been fun to watch them kind of grow up before our eyes you know we we sometimes pull up their content from when we first partnered with them to now and it's it's pretty incredible yeah um, so
0: the partnership that you have with them now through the brand obviously yeah. they, the provenance i guess there to the fashion businesses is, is mark and their father yeah
1: yeah um, we're pretty connected with the girls as well. I mean, they have a great kind of family unit, so we tap into all of them. Again, Heidi, their mom, is, is also really incredible and is a great sounding board. But we stood up the brand really with Charlie and Dixie kind of wanting to start their own thing and and have more of a hands-on approach to fashion and style. Um, and they were getting into some other kind of more luxury brand collabs at the time. So let's do it. So... um, And are they
0: actively involved? Or are you just using the name?
1: No, they're uh, very highly involved actually. Um, So they
0: get involved in the design mm -hmm. process, the selection process?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We have them on campus. You know, they've come on, they sit with our design team, they you know, pick colors and fabric and patterns and prints, all of those things. They have a pretty large hand in doing that. So, um, so they
0: really believe in the product as they well. Do, you know, yeah. They do, Because they're, they're invested personally in it.
1: They are, they are. It's a really symbiotic relationship actually. We talk to them pretty regularly. Again, you can see it in, in their first season on Hulu, kind of how the brand came to life. And the show actually sat down with some of our, our team Uh, and we really unpack it in there. But it is a really um, involved and organic collaboration, which is, again, fun to see kind of play out. Yeah. And
0: and the whole kind of ethos of social tourists is it's new, it's limited edition, it's regular drops.
1: Yeah. We really, for Hollister, kind of, we call it, it's like slightly older sister. It's allowed the brand to kind of tap into that innovation sphere. A little bit more fashion forward than kind of your everyday hoodies, t-shirts, essentials. You have got to it produce
0: calls. it in thousands and thousands of <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, a little bit more fashion forward, a little more edgy, a little bit aged up. Um, and it allows us to really test new fashion and product for the brand, as well as like new ways to think about Marketing innovation and, and going to market. Pure
0: play online, or is it also available in Hollister stores?
1: Stores and online, so it's a um, omni brand. Yeah.
0: And how would I experience the brand in store? Does it have a corner? Is it got it it its own, you know, unique space?
1: Yeah, we have a little kind of almost like a carve out in a lot of our stores. Some stores have larger footprints than others, but. Yeah, you can shop it in the middle of the store which is fun
0: and it's complementary to hollister in terms of look and feel and design it is. Right. yeah
1: a little bit more pushed a little bit more fashion forward to kind of capture that consumer but yeah very complementary allows us to kind of tap into a new lifestyle that we know our consumer is is living
0: so if we think about the kind of the changes in retail today and, and how brands come and go and all the rest of it What's the zeitgeist, I guess, about getting it right? We've seen a lot of legacy brands which have done a, a lot of good for many, many years and then gradually they've lost that popularity. How do you keep the spark in something like what you're doing now?
1: Oh gosh, great question. You know, within our brands, we have a saying that we kind of live by and that is keeping the consumer at the center of everything we do. And when I look back across all of the change that's experienced in retail and even within some of our brands, um, it truly is that we never stop listening to them and learning from them and understanding kind of their expectations of us and how we deliver on those and over deliver on those and exceed those expectations and so, I think. So
0: are you using the consumer insight to drive the decision making rather than necessarily just about historical data?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's so many more ways, real time and historical data that our team is really staying close to our consumer. But I, I think that would be the number one thing. You mm. Can't lose sight, yeah.
0: Mm. So keep listening and keep, keep responding. Listening. Never stop, yep. Retail is all about brands. For you, what does being a brand today really mean? What's, what's it about?
1: Yeah, another good question. And really the consumer is kind of, it's excess. The amount of brands that a consumer has choice to shop is a little overwhelming. I think really what makes a brand today is obviously the combination of your identity who you are and your promise to the consumer, and how you deliver on those two things. Um, and I, and I guess your brand. keeping
0: authentic to what 100%. both of those are
1: about. 100%. Yeah, staying true and listening and evolving as you need to as your consumer changes. Um, Hollister is very focused on that high school teen. And that teen, in a lot of ways, is no different than when you and I right, went to high school. A lot of their lives are the same, but a lot of it is very different. I'm um,
0: going to add in here that yeah. I still do possess and wear Hollister t-shirts now i'm really pushing the brand boundary i get that
1: loyalty we love to see it we love to see it now Um,
0: for everybody who's listening now if you could actually see um jc's face she's (laughs) thinking
1: my god is
0: this guy serious
1: it's so good i you know we hear these stories a lot actually and you see them too when you you walk around you know branding is
0: not a chronological age it's a state of mind Right. that's right right,
1: that's right we love that too yeah
0: (laughs) so being a brand is about as you say staying true to what the brand is all about and clearly i guess differentiating yourself to anything similar and offering something that's exciting and original
1: absolutely um and a lot of that comes from you know that promise that you make to your consumer and staying just as true to their expectation of you and how you deliver kind of that purpose and that promise to them. Um, but both of those things I think are important when you're talking about a brand and who you choose to shop.
0: Companies spend billions and billions of dollars trying to reach their consumer. And marketing and advertising have many different channels and formats that have been you know, tried and tested over the years. Sure. But it seems very specific that for what you're doing with social tourists that you really see value in the whole kind of social media um, channel, perhaps more than anything else. Just, just tell us about why.
1: Um, you know, all of our brands have a young consumer, really that kind of high school, teenager, a little bit older. And the reality is when you stay close to your consumer, you understand where they're spending their time. And it's in
0: front of a screen, increasingly. <laughs> Absolutely, yes.
1: <laughs> and it's on social, and it's a handful of other places, but um, we really do try and think about how we authentically show up in these places, in these platforms, mm. where they're naturally spending a lot of their time and so in the past sh- where perhaps people yeah.
0: thought being in a magazine or being on yeah. a billboard or being in a you know, 20 second commercial, in be- you know, sure. some of those things are still relevant perhaps for other brands, but maybe less so for you.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we think about those things, there's, there's a time and place for all of that. And you have to understand the platform you're using and why you're using it and what you're trying to do by being in that space. I think marketing in general, as a marketer, you know, one of the things that, not keeps me up at night, but you're constantly thinking about is the options and the places where your consumer is spending their time continues to grow and grow and grow. So, you know, maybe years and years ago you had a handful of channels to put your advertising message. Now you have dreaming services and tons of platforms and digital properties and strategies to reach your consumer w- at the point where um, they're going to do what you are wanting them to do in that moment. Mm. And um, I guess
0: it comes down to the whole way that we're now consuming yeah. media you so know much. we're streaming and downloading nobody's uh, you know, staying the home <laughs> to, to watch a tv show that's screening at a terrestrial moment a
1: hundred percent and you're watching it on your tv while you're following along with what people are saying whilst on you're ordering Twitter. a pizza uh, and yeah <laughs> and ordering dinner yeah. from your phone sure. and you know all of the things um Do you know
0: this is why i like being an old person because <laughs> i don't have to get involved <laughs> in all of this stuff now oh
1: man i mean it is. It's a very strategic and calculated approach now Um, one-to-one versus one-to-many is kind of the new way and you've got to figure out how to do that and
0: in in, in recent months and, and I think it's kind of accelerating there's been much more focus I think and you know, to some extent, a, a resistance is growing towards fast fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kind of conscious consumer rather sure. than rampant capitalism, let's right. say, is, is becoming important, and especially to the group like Gen Z. H- how does your brand, Social Tourist, fit within that kind of environment where it's not just about consuming and buying new stuff and then throwing it away or you know, sure. not getting value from it, and also being responsible to the environment? How do, how do you square that circle?
1: Yeah, I mean, I keep coming back to that consumer, but Gen Z's relationship with conscious capitalism or conscious consumerism is, you know, to describe it, it's complicated, right? And when you come back to your brand, who you are and your promise to them, what you deliver to them, I would say continuing to deliver that to them in the way they're expecting is really probably the most important thing. Whether it's convenience or speed to market or price, or a lifestyle that your brand is selling, focusing on delivering that in the best way possible to the consumer, the so reason why they buy you. it's not necessarily
0: about having a, a really out there stance on ethics, for example, but it's about having a balanced scorecard in terms of we do this, this, and this, but actually we're listening to you and we're trying to do the best we can.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're hitting on something that's important too, transparency. And again, you know, they're looking to brands to do the right thing. That's just almost like table stakes. You know, we have the scale and the resources and the ability to change the world in their eyes and the narrative in their eyes. And that doesn't always mean that they see that for themselves, right? They're one consumer and they need something fast or they need something affordable or they need something quick, you know? As long as you're transparent and delivering To your consumer, um, what they expect from you, then you can kind of figure out how to put your best foot forward in terms of, like, you know, making a positive social impact.
0: This episode is brought to you by Peak Technologies. Peak Technologies deliver change that's good for your business, the bottom line, and the planet. Consumers want to know that their favourite brands are committed to sustainability. That's a given. Sustainability can accelerate growth with measurable benefits while giving your brand something to be proud of. And you need to do it now. The point is, you can break the cycle of unreliable and outdated technology that causes endless disruption to the retail floor, stockrooms, and supply chain technology. How? By leveraging the latest in mobility hardware, software and services to boost productivity, extend the life cycle of your supply chain. Get more from your investment by optimising processes and maximising the adoption of technology whilst also minimising your carbon footprint. Reducing e-waste and achieving responsible repair, disposal and asset recycling. Peak Technologies wants to see that change to turn will deliver change tomorrow into change today. What's not to like? Discover more about Peak Technologies retail and supply chain solutions. Get a free 15 minute consultation today. Visit peaktech.co.uk. So, your relationship with Charlie and uh, Dixie began yeah. with a six month collab. Yes. For- all those other brands which are out there are thinking oh we know we should be getting more into that collab space and trying yeah. to get some leverage from working together and build more of a community around us what are some of the pitfalls to avoid because i guess it's look, very easy to go out there and just kind of hunt down a name and say look sure. we're going to give you this many dollars over this period of time to yeah. you know, support and endorse and influence but surely it's not as easy as that
1: you know we consciously a couple of years ago, moved all of our kind of creator and influencer strategy from the idea that you're talking about, which is a pay to post or pay per campaign. And we've we've kind of shifted to this idea of true relationship building, Symbiotic partnerships that, you know, are more long-term, more So there's accretive. got to be
0: stickiness and connectivity. hundred
1: percent. And we work really, really hard to build those relationships and maintain them. I would say 90% of our collabs creator partnerships, and that's everyone from Charlie and Dixie down to some of our Nanos and Micros, and even our, you know, we have a high school ambassador program for Hollister. Those are long-term, programs that we really kind of celebrate life together with these creators and bring them in and bring them close to us as a brand and really form a pretty fun and really wild relationship with them. And And you mentioned at the
0: start of our discussion together that it's been fun to watch Charlie and Dixie grow up. Yes. Presumably that's a process that doesn't
1: stop. It doesn't. It doesn't. And they're, you know, and the same as them with all of our, you know, a lot of other creators. You know, Charlie and Dixie are obviously, watching them bloom has been incredible, but our high school brand ambassador program, uh, which is, you know, across the country here in the States, you know, we find some of them when they're sophomores, and we have people who are just getting jobs at our company who were in our very first iteration.
0: I should say, I did put myself forward several yeah. times <laughs> to be the guy on the poster oh at the front man. of Abercrombie uh, and Fitch. But, you know, Nobody ever got back to me.
1: That uh, you know what? I think I know a couple people over there. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll check into that for you. Yeah, if you could. I yeah. will. I will. I'll call them right after yeah. this. I love uh,
0: that. They're not recent picks, <laughs> I should say. You know, this this is kind of a we'll bit let's of go vintage.
1: Back. Yeah. Hey, vintage is in. Throwback little 90s. Love that
0: so how do you stay agile you know this is a space which is constantly moving what was in today was very much out last week you guys need to have a finger on the pulse surely
1: we have to and i think there's levels of of like reactability and being able to pivot uh, that we've baked into our process and ways of working whether that's through our headcount and staffing to leave room for that reactability to resources and processes that we put in place like Agile for some marketing functions. So, you know, it's important to leave room to adjust to how the consumer is changing, especially on those platforms where, like, something new is popping every day on social and so um, something
0: really kind of almost there's a, there's a seed and you could see that this yeah. could explode. You have the ability to react.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's different parts of the process and what we do that require quicker reaction than others. We have long lead timeframes. Then we have short lead timeframes on things that, again, we try and build in, whether it's through the people or the process or resources against things that allow us to again, stay really close to our consumer, which is, we just keep talking about that, I love that.
0: I mean, it seems to me that what you're doing is quite different to other apparel businesses. How does the culture perhaps feed into this strategy? Because it seems to me that it is very consumer-centric, very agile, looking and listening. That's quite different to some of the brands which almost kind of set out their stall first and expect the consumer just to get in line behind.
1: Yeah. I mean, credit really a tops down total priority for the company is staying close to our consumer. And the culture inside of the place is very reflective of of that as well. It's a really fun place to work.
0: So when you'd formed the idea for the brand and you'd had that initial success from working together with the girls, how did you go about launching it? What were some of the important pillars and stages you thought we need to get each of these things right?
1: You mentioned it before, but the brand Social Tour specifically is really rooted in that like social first lifestyle. And so we spent a lot of time thinking about how we wanted to show up there and how we wanted our footprint to be across social platforms and really started with thinking about how we build that community of brand lovers on these social platforms. So that was kind of the the beacon of where we were going with that. That also has kind of filtered down into uh, our other brands, Hollister and Gilly Hicks. You know, we do think about our community of brand lovers and social as a core place for how we talk to them, inspire them, and get them to fall in love and shop our products as well. So. We started there and and that was kind of the beacon. We found opportunities to really you know, break the mold a little bit.
0: And then presumably, you know, some of the basics that maybe go into all marketing and ad yeah. development stuff. You know, understanding the DNA, what do we do, what don't we do, yeah. how do we say things, all of those things are also similarly important.
1: A hundred percent. And that's part of those building blocks of that brand identity that we talked about earlier that's so important. We have that for all of our brands and you know, the thing that we have been spending time on, you know, especially as our consumer is changing post-pandemic, they've gone through a lot, they're going through a lot, is how to make sure you're making sure that stays sharp. Um, So constantly ensuring that how you're translating your brand identity is resonating and relevant Mm. uh, with the consumer that you're serving.
0: Because this, in many ways, it's a live conversation. A oh, live, it? yes. You know, it's not something that <laughs> you live. kind of set out 12 months in advance, and say, we're going to do these things. This is actually about being on the moment.
1: Yeah, and you can't, you can't talk to them in ways that is not relatable, especially across those social platforms, you know, and what's right for you to say as a brand and the tone you take as a brand versus how they're talking and do we use that word or emoji or whatever we are constantly having those conversations to make sure so the same level
0: of care would still go into all of those things even though the output may feel spontaneous but actually no you are thinking quite carefully about how you go about this
1: very calculated yes yeah yeah. and again it comes back to knowing that consumer and what they kind of expect from you and the different places they experience your brand and presumably
0: this is a consumer that's also very engaged so that actually if they don't like something you do (laughs) they'll let you know
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah they're not afraid to tell you uh the good and the bad which I love this younger consumer. They're they're very cool. And how
0: how honestly do you get back to them? Because you know one of my absolute pet hates about social media, and especially where brands are concerned, is where perhaps a consumer has had a problem or a negative experience or something, and then you get this meaningless platitude back <laughs> from the social team, and you think, God, why did I even bother raising the query if you oh, haven't geez. even got the nerve to step out of the corporate yeah. paragraph?
1: Yes, no. I mean, I hope no and say that about our brands. It's interesting because we have done a lot of work on how we community manage and engage with our community across these social platforms. Everything from, you know, we have an incredible customer service team who is responding to those things as they come in but we've really worked hard with them to shape the tone and shape the conversational conversation. there are
0: different yeah. slants on this. So yeah, of the course. the conversation f- and both feedback from UK consumers might be yeah. different from here in the US.
1: A hundred percent. And you know, depending on what they're telling you, the, the tone can change and be different, you know? Uh, we hear everything from I c- my product hasn't arrived, and that's a different conversation and way to handle things than mm. So separating someone the showing p- love the, the practicalities to something doing.
0: from the emotive
1: yeah yeah and it's about it's about feeling like you know those channels what we all love about social right is you feel like you're friends it's a channel where you can communicate on a more intimate and relationship based level with you know your actual friends celebrities influencers and brands and it's a hard line
0: to manage isn't it because surely that's also something you have to you know think about because going back to that authenticity yeah. piece you know, people can very quickly spot when something's a fake
1: sure hundred percent and you know brand marketers are you know the word authentic has kind of become this buzzword that we're using all the time but as a brand marketer, it really does mean so much sure. you know we could unpack authenticity in your brand a hundred ways whether yeah. that's on social or the creators you work with, or the causes you support, and the, and the
0: consumer ultimately, I think, you know, yeah. becomes quite savvy as well to some of the 100%, tactics. One hundred percent, yeah. You know, I found myself recently going around a grocery store, yeah. and they changed one of the kind of the promotional sections to <laughs> using words perhaps which were quite alien <laughs> in that environment. You know, our latest curation sure. of, and I'm thinking, really, I'm at the grocery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, look, this is pasta and sauce. Yeah. Can we just keep <laughs> this real?
1: Almost expired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say we, we're on a mission, I think, to like protect and um, we care a lot about the word authenticity across all the, your copy to uh, how people are experiencing conversations with your social media sure. managers. And it's it's important to us and we say the word a lot and I think a lot of marketers do, but uh, maybe we need a different word. We need to like come up with a new word, but it is—it's a—it's a real thing, and especially with that Gen Z high school consumer, it's important, mm. um, and that's why. We say it all the time because we're we're constantly making sure we're staying true to it and then kind of protecting that across the brand and the business. Yeah.
0: What what I'm loving about this conversation and you won't see it but I can, but you are bristling with excitement and oh. uh, as you talk about what you do. I see it in your eyes, I see it in your expression, and I hear it in your voice and it's it's magical. But, you know, you've been in this company for quite some time. Yes.
1: How do you keep
0: yourself motivated <laughs> by what you're doing?
1: Oh man, great question. I I love it. I mean, I truly do. I think, you know, first off, it's an incredible place to work. Uh, it's fast paced. Retail is insanely quick. And mm. we're always trying to stay as close to this really rapidly changing consumer. So it's fast paced. It's constantly changing. Every day is different. And then, you know, the people I work with are are amazing and i've been blessed with that so it is true i'm glad i'm glad my passion for what i do is coming through here because
0: i think you are an absolute advocate for (laughs) what you you are about (laughs) it's a good time it's a good time do marketeers need to be braver do you think you know look you know there's been a lot of books and rules and conferences and we hear the same stuff but then every so often you get a real disruptor. And I sense what you're doing here is pretty disruptive in the apparel industry. You know, generally, do you think that marketers could look themselves in the mirror a little bit more and go, do you know, maybe we should just <laughs> just break a few rules here?
1: Oh, geez. You know, I think a lot of marketers are really brave inherently. And, you know, when I look back at, at some of the things, and I think Bravery can be small and big things. You know, when I look back at some of, you know, quote unquote brave moments in my time in marketing, I started by launching the first kind of influencer collection line with Hollister, and that turns into a full-blown brand with some of the most famous creators um, and so talent it's on the planet.
0: Dipping your toe 100%. and just testing.
1: Um, same with same with other things, right? We. You know, early in my career, we launched the first kind of like purpose campaign or cause campaign for the brands. And in 2020, we stand up the brand's own 501c3 that's donating millions of dollars to communities across the country. You know, we were one of the first brands to advertise on social, Snapchat or Instagram even. Like you can point back to Hollister as one of the first advertisers. And today we are streaming a first to market live stream off TikTok. Um, and then today it's one of the most live streams ever. So
0: and from a commercial perspective, when you launch a new collection, yeah. presumably you see the, the, the sales spike that comes behind sure. it. Yeah.
1: Sure, yeah. And you know, it's about getting excited about that. It does lead with product a lot in our our industry and getting excited to tell your consumer those stories. And you know, I work with a team of people who love thinking of those first best only ideas, you know, how can we be first to so something? So maybe,
0: maybe your team have got all the bravery. <laughs> they they it, are It's about crew. you kind of backing them.
1: Uh, yeah, of course, of course. As a leader, that's 90% of your job. Surround yourself with people who uh, who pushes to make the idea better and you better as a person every day, yeah.
0: Okay, so look, my final question to you is, you know, clearly you're someone who, as we said, you love what you do and you, you, you clearly um, are very engaged by this. But let's imagine a few years from now, another opportunity comes along for sure. you. Sure. What would you like your legacy to have been in the company and the job oh, you're doing now?
1: gee whiz, that is a hard question. I know, I'm good at this, aren't I? Uh, I, you know, at the end of the day that, I just hope I was like a good person to work with.
0: But okay, but uh, if there was an initiative, a campaign, oh, a thing that you said, I did this. This is what I did, and I left that there.
1: Yeah, you know, we in 2020, um, actually before that, I should say, Hollister specifically, really started focusing on the brand's purpose. Um, And we realized that there's a real um, opportunity here for us to bring some of our our change making in-house and all of the money that we raise in partnership with our consumers and of course our brands can start impacting many more organizations um, and many more communities across the country so we did we stood up the hollister confidence project Um, we founded world teen mental wellness day so every year we celebrate that on march 2nd and today that like owned 501 c3 raises millions of dollars for these organizations that are helping youth kind of be confident, comfortable, yeah. authentic selves. Yep. And a lot of them are doing incredible work to make everybody feel at home with who they are mm. and who they're turning into. So
0: as a brand, do you feel proud that you're <sighs> also doing doing Absolutely. good?
1: Absolutely, you have to, yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to. And those initiatives you can see, you know, when the team starts working on stuff like that. there's an there's a yeah. fire inside yeah, of there. Yeah. They're very so engaged by it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good for everybody. But um, yeah, that would probably be the one thing. You mm. know, we stood that up, and uh, we're helping a lot of a lot of youth, which is awesome.
0: Listen, I've really loved speaking together.
1: <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's been great.
0: So my guest has been um, J.C. Skular from Hollister and Co., senior director. Brand, Strategy and Communications, Americans love a title in their company, don't they? Oh,
1: bless, yeah.
0: <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing <laughs> you, and we uh, wonderful to have this you as awesome. our guest. This episode of The Retail Exchange was brought to you in association with Peak Technologies, using real-time information to deliver more sustainable supply chains for world-leading retailers across Europe and the US. End unreliable and outdated technology and start investing in the very latest in mobility hardware and software proven to drive down operating costs if you want to benefit your business is bottom line and the planet you can't afford not to visit peaktech.co.uk today to learn more and book your free 15-minute consultation peak technologies achieve sustainability without reducing quality or value you've been listening to the
1: retail exchange podcast thanks for listening